You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. Getting a little closer to Championship Sunday in the NFL. Always football to talk about. Football never dies around here. Plus, there's basketball stuff to get into. There was history last night for Damian Lillard because, you know, he's pretty good. A little drama with the uh, the dubs as well. Love them or hate them. They always bring some drama and some soap opera. We will get you all of that. It's Chad and Zay on a Thursday. I am Chad Hastings. Joined once again by the one and only Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Feeling good today. Happy Thursday, everybody. A few more days left to big-time NFL Sunday. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into all of those things. Uh, also, we are going to start the show with a story that Zay has that I don't even know about. Apparently, Zay has some story from last night that he's going to start us with. Before we get there, since you mentioned NFL, Zay, I want everybody to know that all of that craziness, all of that madness, all of that talk about Patrick Mahomes' ankle and how he feels and how it freaked everybody out, now the line has swung all the way back to Kansas City. It's Chiefs by one, so now I guess the experts are thinking Patrick's going to be okay because they saw that practice footage where he's just walking around normally, going through stuff. He says he'll be fine. I don't know if he'd consider himself 100, but... It doesn't feel like he's fifty or sixty percent from what they're be, what they're able to see at practice. Yeah, probably went home, had his wife Brittany give him a nice little massage on the ankle. She's a good wife. Say what you want about her, she is loyal. She's been loyal from jump. Yeah. So and that, he has too, right? And he has too. Yeah, they have a high school sweetheart situation. So go home, don't have to worry about the kids and stuff. Relax that ankle and not wearing no boot. Looks like he has a pep in this step. I see right behind you him quoted saying, I feel like I can still do a lot of things mm-hmm. when it's talking about his ankle injury. So uh, like I said yesterday, if anybody were to get this done and have this type of injury, it would be Patrick Mahomes just because he has all that sidearm and he was making plays last week with the gimp ankle. Now, he was running through adrenaline and whatnot, but still, with that gimp ankle, he was still making plays on the Jags. And I know this defense is a lot more confident and a lot better than what the Jags brought. The Bengals coming into town, but still, you got to be confident with him taking the snaps. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really interested to see. You know, obviously, it, early on, how you know how does he look, and then that front for. Cincinnati. How much are they going to be able to disrupt uh, Reader and Hendrickson, Wilson, Joseph Osai for you Longhorn fans? He seems like he's been in on a lot of big plays lately, Zay. Yes. I wonder if Joseph Osai is going to end up, uh, he's a big part of that rotation. How will he factor into this game? Eli Apple has been expressing himself His lately. Cocky ass. Woo, he is absolutely cocky. He had to apologize on social media because I think he said something real crazy that was a little insensitive to the Mar Hamlin situation. And somebody ah. just, like, don't go that route. You're already pushing the line talking about the Bills as it is. Yeah, he like, was going after like, Allen and Diggs. Yeah, he was going after Allen and yeah. Diggs and stuff. But don't, once you start <laughs> going that DeMar Hamlin route, cut it out. Focus on this week. You got Kansas City. You're going there. I know you call it Burrowhead, but Arrowhead will be popping, one of the best venues in all of uh, NFL. Yeah, you better bring your A game, Eli Apple. It's not like you've been great. It's not like you've been Darrell Revis out there this whole season. So be careful. You you don't think it's Apple Island out there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Not quite. We'll see. More like Grape Island. Yeah, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, that is uh, obviously a huge story uh, on the AFC side of things. We also have an update on the NFC Championship game as they get ready. Somebody texted us already. LOL, that ankle is going to be shot up. That's what I said. Is what's this going week. on, right? They're going to shoot them up. Yeah, Specs text line 337 uh, 3776. I always reference a lot of people are too young to remember this. Zay, you'd probably be. Maybe too young to remember. Do you remember that Michigan State basketball championship in the was it two thousand two thousand ninety nine two thousand? I always when I I think of him when I think of guys getting shot up at halftime, guys getting shot up between games. I'll always say give him a hundred cc's of Mateen Cleaves because that dude was a beast that night. Got banged up in the first half. I think it was a pre-existing. I think he may have had it going into the finals game, the championship game. Yeah. Went in at halftime, limping, and he came out for the half. 
limping less, and he gutted through it and toughed it out, but there is no way they didn't inject him with something. You had to. And he obviously had the heart to go with it. I'm, 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 he's, that's one of the tough performances I always remember. Uh, so that's what Patrick Mahomes will probably be dealing with. So we'll get into some NFL, but we do need to start the show today with a surprise for me and a surprise for all of you, because I still had not heard this story. But Zay, something happened to you. This is something that happened to you last night you need to discuss yeah, with the people. Yeah, last night I wanted to keep it under wraps just because I didn't want nobody crashing the party. You know, people are crazy nowadays. Y'all see the news. Yeah. So your boy, you know, I, I guess your boy has been blessed enough to be with some heavy-hitting people. And last night I was invited to a dinner party mm-hmm. hosted by my guys, both their names... Don, one Donald David, my man, and then my OG, Home, Donald Doc Abrams, my guy oh, who okay. used to help out at Bowie, a big time doctor and stuff. Okay. Really good friends with my pops. So, so when we're talking doc, doc, we're talking doctors. We're talking here. about doctors here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, dinner party not, at a doctor's house. Not a doctor's house, but oh. at. Spanish Oaks Country Club. Oh, that's me. right. That's Spanish Oaks. The pinky was up all night. Chad. Country Club. Please, yes. <laughs> please proceed with your story. Yeah, and both docs they can make a mean lasagna. So they had okay. about ninety people there. Lasagna out the yin yang. Okay. Multiple plates. Some of the best lasagna I've ever had. Oh, okay. And then some. You know, Caesar salad was on point. Like, you know the Caesar salad. You know it's fancy when there's actual anchovies in the Caesar salad. Ooh, yeah. You know it. You know it's fancy. That's me high and level. You, yeah, me and you, we're both red lobster people. Oh, uh, yeah. This is big for us. For the record, I'm 48 years old. I've never had a salad <laughs> like that. Ever. I've never had a Caesar that actually has anchovies. Ever. It was crazy. It, Not it, once. It was crazy. I brought my wife. She looked lovely. And, you know, it, it was a great time. And I guess the highlight for our show, mm-hmm. which this is big time Italian eating right here. Sure. Doc, which I love Doc, Doc Abrams. He was like, yo, first, first, right when I walk in, he goes, look. I'm testing your basketball knowledge right here. Whoa. Who, who is this guy to your right? And it was hard to – I couldn't see because I didn't want to look too hard. I was like, oh, Doc, Doc bringing out the big boys. I didn't want to look crazy like, who are you talking about, Doc? Switch my head all fast and stuff. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy and embarrass whoever it was. And it was an older guy. I was, he looked familiar, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get a good look just because if I – did it would be obvious and it would been, be that you've been staring yeah it would have right. been staring okay. it, it wouldn't have been a good moment for anybody especially i just showed up chad it's been two <laughs> minutes walked. in i just walked in zay who's that guy <laughs> <laughs> and yeah doc was real discreet about it so i look a little bit and i'm like oh my gosh and doc was like yeah mike d'antoni oh okay in the house okay yeah so of course Everybody eats and stuff. Doc's like, I got to introduce you, right? I'm like, you got to, Doc. I mean, come on. Shake Mike D'Antoni's hand. He already talked to my pop, so he's like, hey, I heard you're a coach's son. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And I'm, I try wow. not, in this profession, I, I try not to be a fanboy. Right. You know, I try to be as professional as possible. Sometimes and I was. Yeah. It is. It is. Sometimes it's tough. Like, I love those Suns teams. And I told him that. I was like, you know, living here in Austin, Texas, a lot of Spurs people. And the first thing he did when I said Spurs, he did like a hex, like X sign. He was like, oh, whoa, <laughs> whoa. He put the hex he up in He put the hex face. up in my face. I was like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, coach. Let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, I was a Suns fan. I just got done saying on the radio, y'all got hosed. When Steve got knocked out of bounds, he was like, oh, yeah, he just laughed it off. But I can see the pain still. I can see the pain. You can so still we went, see, like, the Robert Ory mark yeah, on his heart. I, I still see the pain. So we went away from that. And, yeah, it, it, it was a good time. But your boys were some heavy hitters last night Dude. at Spanish, uh, Spanish Oaks. I was definitely the poorest person there, me and my wife. It's fine. It's fine. Like, my pops and my mom, they up there, too. Mom and dad. I'm putting y'all out there. Y'all just act cheap. I know y'all got money. I, I, we know y'all do. Me and my brothers and sisters, we know y'all do. Y'all just been hiding from us so we don't ask for nothing and uh-huh. try to keep us humble. But let, let's not keep it real. Y'all got a band, BMW. Y'all living good. Did they go too? Yeah, they the went too. The parents went as well. Okay. Yeah, All they right. went too. They fit gotcha. and they always go to these Spanish Oaks events. My dad's basically a voluntary member. 
Nice. So as as you know, they they trying to throw us into that class, and yeah, I was I was out of place, but I held my own, Chad. I held my okay, own. Okay, that's good. I held my own. CC will tell you that that's what the CC stands for in Spanish Oaks Country Club. <laughs> That <laughs> stands for Celeste Collier yeah. at the end. Um, yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad you held your own. The only question now, I guess, that's in my head is, was it fancy enough that you wore no neck pillow, or did you go fancy neck pillow? Can I rock the neck pillow? Do you have like a black tie neck pillow? Yeah, I couldn't do it. Because that's what you should establish. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I wanted to. You it sh- felt right. You should have like a crystal encrusted. Yo, everybody made me feel so comfortable that like if it. I had the neck pillow, I don't think anyone would have bad eye. That's I think you- I really would have rolled with it because they'd be like, oh, this is it. He, he's one of us. They probably, you could probably get like, you know, in fact, we get, we'll get you a neck pillow. I'll take it home. We'll get, a, we'll get some like Swarovski crystals or something. I'll have my kid bedazzle it up for you. Okay. She's into that. Does she bedazzle the hat for me for the Harry Styles show? Yeah, yeah. We'll get you all bedazzled. That way, next time you go to Spanish Oaks, you can establish and you can go sparkly, sparkly neck pillow if you want to. Yo, I need like some diamonds or something like that. I need right. some bling. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. I suggested the Swarovski crystals because they're yeah, cheaper. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you where could, you were going. You could feel me yeah, on I was, that. Yeah. I was trying to make it a little bit cool, but I appreciate the thoughts. The thought that counts. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, so uh, there you go. Zay with a little brush with greatness. If you want to jump on the Specs text line, you might have, uh, I don't know, maybe a brush with greatness you want to to you know mention a time when you felt like maybe you were in a room that was above above your level but in a great way see somebody just texted us don king and donald trump i don't know i don't know what that means that means oh wait you said you were with two dons that's what it was Uh, okay they were they were guessing yeah uh the the dons that you were with you know i love me some mafia movies it felt very mafioso like is that right with the big ass lasagna like the lasagna was huge like everybody's piece was huge. I can't wait to get home and eat some for dinner. Was it like the greatest garlic bread you ever had in your life too? It was good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Cuz uh, I I love when I love when you have the story like this where it's like the greatest version of something that's simple. So this yeah. cuz everybody does lasagna. Everybody. Everybody has lasagna, everybody's eating lasagna, but when you go, "Oh my god, this is the best lasagna I've ever tasted." Yeah. I love that stuff. Oh, and, the, yeah. and the fact that you had a Caesar salad that was that intimidating. Oh, it was wild. I don't know what I don't know if I have enough to bring myself to that salad. Like, it sounds very intimidating. Yeah. And plus, Mike D'Antoni, being the Italian that he is, mm-hmm. I felt like him eating that type of meal, oh, come on. He doesn't, he had some good Italian food in his life. Now, obviously, Mike D'Antoni really quickly reacted to your Spurs story because he's Mike D'Antoni and just does everything fast in his in his coaching life. And what, does he eat that fast too? See, I was too far to really see how okay. how he got down. Because I'm guessing his tempo is up, up for all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing Mike D'Antoni gets to a meal pretty quick. Yeah, I guess that too. He looked great. You yeah. don't even think he was 71. He looks great. Dude, that's awesome. That is awesome. All right, so we'll start with a little uh, – start with some Zay name dropping. I like that. Shout out to Spanish Oaks for hosting the lasagna party, and uh, shout out to Mike D'Antoni and Zay holding his own. Speaking of Zay and basketball, we'll get into uh, some Damian Lillard a little bit later. Uh, I heard some of Zay's thoughts earlier today. He was sitting in with uh, B&E. Aaron's uh, on a little trip right now, taking a couple days off. Buck, he was in there with Bucky and Monty this morning, I heard. Uh, Zay's thoughts on Damian Lillard. Yo, those guys, man. I walked in, these guys talking about working in the steel mill. They talking about gardening. Really? I'm like, yo, you old dudes. Yeah, there's a. you can say you never... I love you guys, but man. You can say you never know where that show's going to go when Bucky and Aaron are on the show, but man, when Aaron walks out the door, that show can go Anywhere, yeah. anywhere. Because when Bucky's not on the show, I can give you a list of things where I think where I think it's gonna go. Yeah, when it's Aaron and whoever, but when it's Bucky and whoever, oh, it's so much fun. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, those guys are fantastic. So funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I heard y'all having a good conversation on Lillard. We'll get back into that at twelve thirty. Also, I love a good NBA drama, and they had some last night with the Dubs. I want to get Zay's thoughts on that. Let's get back into the NFL, though. We talked about. The AFC title game, which I can't wait for. I'm so excited. Right now, Zay, I'm still leaning Bengals for a pick. I'm going to go Joe Burrow. Even if Patrick's healthy, Joe's not afraid of a, a healthy Patrick. I'm still going Bengals. What about you? I'm with that, too. Okay. You know, um, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, those Bengals offensive linemen, they're still without 
those three starters. Yeah. They still got three backups in there. This is a way better defensive line with guys like Chris Jones running the show. And if they get pressure on Joe Burrow, which he's done a good job of getting the ball out of his hands, and they've done a good job overall this season in protecting them. We saw what happened in the Super Bowl last year. He was always on the ground. He was running for his life the whole time. Aaron Donald and Von Miller, they did his number on him. If they could get to that, the Chiefs defensively, then I, I, I do think they have the chance, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm still taking Icy Joe. There is a obviously a lot of discussion around Buffalo last week was about what Allen didn't do, the digs, histrionics at the end of the game, and a little bit during the game. To me, though, I'd have been embarrassed if I was a Buffalo defensive, uh, especially a defensive front guy. Right. Embarrassed. Three out of their five guys aren't playing, and we couldn't do more than that. So I'm with you. I love watching that Kansas City front. I'll still say it. They do not win Super Bowl 54 without Chris Jones. No. He made some of the biggest plays of that game when it mattered the most. Their run defense was big when they needed to be. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Karloftis has played really well this year, but I watch Jones before I watch anybody else. So the, watch the middle of that defensive front. Can they get that pressure in Burrow's face and take the coolness away? Can they get Joe Cool moving? Because one thing Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's got some, he can move. He can move when he needs to. Yeah, he had a, t- he had a couple of first down runs in that uh, Bills game. He's not the most comfortable doing it. They've got to get good pressure on him. They've got to get their hands on him. He's, he's learning quickly about climbing that pocket, moving, shifting a little bit. But if he shifts right into Chris Jones, that's a whole other deal. Um, so that's a, this is going to be a really interesting matchup there, obviously. On the other side with the, with the NFC, Eagles and Niners, as a Cowboys fan, I just, God, I just want it to be over. I just, <laughs> I just want the game to be done. I can't root for either side. It's better historically, I guess, if the Eagles win, but I can't root for the Eagles to win. But let's update this Charles Amenehue story. You probably heard the story of, you know, there's a charge of, involved uh, in a domestic violence situation. No, um, she did not seek medical attention. There were no visible injuries, apparently, but there was a, I think it's a misdemeanor charge that he's that he's facing, and Kyle Shanahan was asked about it yesterday and asked what he was going to do, essentially, and if he was going to play, and he says he will play uh, as long as he's healthy. Remember, he's got this oblique injury, Zay, that he's been dealing with, but Kyle Shanahan, I'm not going to say he was annoyed by the questioning, but... You could see on his face the notion of, hey, are you not going to play this guy in the NFC title game based on what happened? He took that as a bit of an insulting question where it's like, wait a minute, we're going to let the legal process play out. We've looked into it, but no, at this point, we're not kicking him off our team. Now, I guess there are some people out there that think Charles shouldn't play. Yeah, and they have every right to think that way. This is a serious thing. I mean, there's more to foot, to life than football, and this is one of those scenarios. Now, I do agree with him if they've looked into it and they come back and they feel good about it and everybody feels good about it, then let Charles play. But for him to act all brand new and, you know, irritated because somebody asked that question, I don't agree with that. Yeah, and again, I'm not going to try to make it too much. I'm not saying he was, you know, upset. You could just tell it was kind of one of those. All right, let's let's sort of move on. But the, the exact quote: "quote We feel very good letting the legal process take care of itself, and don't feel we should kick him off our team at this time." So it's really going to be about once we get to the end of everything down the road a little bit. How much due diligence did they really do? Yeah, um, you know, and did they? How much did they really go into? It doesn't. You know, we don't know the particulars of the story, but there's obviously, you know, there's different versions this could be. There's a lot. We could all write a script right now that would be a lot worse. Visible injuries. Well, heck, you could go to the Chris Beard story for stuff that yeah. would, would have ingredients you don't like. But this one does have an ingredient of the Chris Beard story that you don't like as a fan and hopefully you don't like as a person, which is something happened to the level that the police were called. Yeah. This is, by the way, middle of the afternoon. So this wasn't like middle of the night, three in the morning, and a neighbor heard something. 
This was like 4.30 p.m. from what I'm remembering. I just, yeah, it just so it's sounds not, yeah. crappy. It's not great. It can obviously be a huge distraction for a football team. But as of right now, Kyle Shanahan is saying he will play. So if you don't see Charles Amenehu in the game, it's because that oblique injury is keeping him out. It's not the legal situation that is keeping him out of that game. And uh, right now, I'm leaning Eagles in that one. I'm, I'm taking Jalen Hurts and the home team as much as it's going to pain me either way in that one. I'm going to say the Eagles get it done. At this moment, I got San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco hasn't allowed a 100-yard rusher all year long. And even if they don't have Charles Minnehue, I think – it, with Jalen Hurts still not being a hundred percent, I gotta, I gotta be proven you're still that guy that's willing to lower his head and not give a damn about your body because you're fighting for every yard, which is what got you in this shoulder situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. I gotta see that. Now I do love Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, the Pro Bowler. I think they're a really good three-headed monster. Sometimes you'll see Miles Sanders; he'll be on the sideline for a complete series because Gainwell and Scott will be moving the ball down the field along with Hurts. So I it's going to be an interesting game with Charvarius Ward and A.J. Brown. How are they going to use the slot with Jimmy Ward there? He's a really good slot corner. We saw Lenore last week pick off Dak, but that was all Dak's fault. I mean, me and you would have got that interception and would have jumped that pass on that throw. Oh, so, I wouldn't have been gone, but I'd have caught it. I wouldn't have been gone either. Yeah, I yeah. Caught it. I feel like I would have caught it. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I might have had just one foot in. You might have to go review it, but I would have caught it. Yeah. It might not have been a catch, but I would have caught the yeah, ball. That's so fair. I, 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 I need that team. If they can't run the ball, which I think they're going to struggle running the ball, I don't see them winning. And yes, Brock Purdy, this is another prove it game, and this is the best yeah. defense he will face up to this point. And the 70 sacks for the Eagles is a big time thing. And Brock Purdy's going to be having that in the back of his mind on, you know, when to get the ball out, when to move, and when to run, this and that. I. I like 49ers right now. Okay. It might change tomorrow. We the, got another day. It the, might change. The big question for that in that game for me is, can somebody get ahead by enough to require the other quarterback to make big-time throws? And then, can that guy make those throws? Because both of these guys, to me, are in a great system for them. They work it really well. They do what's required. But we haven't seen them in the biggest moment in the NFL need to hit an NFL window, either one of them, in a massive moment. If the Eagles can jump them early like they jump everybody else, can Purdy come back and make those throws? And on the other side, if the Niners could bludgeon them out to about 10 or 13 to nothing, and you say to Jalen Hurts, all right, now you got to come chase us with Bosa chasing you and hit an NFL window, let's see if you can do it. Yeah, you're right. So – I, I I I'm with that. I think, but right 49ers, now, you, they can't they can't even be down by any points. Like 14, they can't be down 14 no. points and put the ball in Brock Purdy's hands. I don't know if either team can though in that game. That's what I'm saying. I think who because if one of these te- if one of those teams can get like a two touchdown lead or even more a three score lead, I think that's huge. I think 17 nothing in this game is a death sentence for the other team. And how healthy is Christian McCaffrey? Like that calf, oh, that's right. a thing. Yeah, that's he, true. You know, I mean, the Cowboys did a good job on him, but if he wasn't 100%, then that would make a lot more sense on, you know, his production this past Sunday. Elijah Mitchell, he can run the ball too, but they got to be able to run the ball so they can keep that juggernaut offense for the Eagles off the field. And I know people want to shut Nick Sirianni up. Man, he's a cocky. Oh, he is too. He's as cocky as the Bengals are right now. (laughs) Everybody keeps showing that clip of him looking at the camera and nodding his head and Mm -hmm. stuff. What is that? Dude, if it's Bengals, Eagles in the Super Bowl, it may be the cockiest Super Bowl we've ever seen in our <laughs> lives. Uh, more on the NFL coming up. We'll also get into a little NBA next. Damian Lillard makes some serious history with a 60-point performance. Steph Curry got thrown out of a game last night for a bizarre reason. Coming up in the crap bag later on, Cowboys fans, some more weird truth for you. I finally looked up those numbers about Jerry as, a, as he compares to the other GMs in football. How unique is Jerry Jones? I will tell you at 1245. Stay with us for that. And at 105, it's our weekly conversation with Jeff Howe of Horns247.com. His thoughts on A.D. Mitchell joining the Longhorns. We got signing day officially wrapping up uh, coming up next week. And 
Jeff's a Cowboys fan, so we'll get his post-mortem on Cowboys losing to Niners. What did he say? Out of the light? Out no. of the night. Out of the night. Um, that sounds like Jack Russell. Great White? Okay. There we go. Okay. you got. See, you, fi- you found a path I knew. You found a path I knew. That's early Great White. So you got a year on that? It says 84, but wow. I also just saw 82. Dude, 84? Nobody knew who Great White was in 84. <laughs> That is young Jack Russell right there. Man, I love his voice. I always have. I hated that story with them in the club when things caught fire and it kind of ruined their career. Um, And obviously hated that people died that night. That was awful. But Great White, they had a nice little run there, and I loved Jack's voice back in the day. So Great White gets us started. Also musically, Zay, you'll be proud of me. Last night. Uh, I came up here. I came up here last night to do some work. We were doing a little training for games and stuff. So I'm driving home. It's nine, ten o'clock. I realized I hadn't listened to music in a while. I went enter the Wu Tang. Thirty six chambers. Thirty six chambers. Oh man! Didn't get all the way through it, but got. Eh, I'd probably say I got towards. I got towards the middle. I heard cream. Bring the mother ruckus. Bring the ruckus. That was good. <laughs> yes, that Bring was the- good. Ruckus. I can't sing it back to you, obviously, because yeah. there's too many words. <laughs> there's too many words. Yeah, but I, man, I did wow. learn that Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to f with. Man, I learned that. Uh, Cream is a great song. Yeah. I was, uh, I'd heard it before, but I'd never heard it in the context of the record. That's a great song, and I was just trying to listen for how to identify, how to know. Okay, where? See, where that's tough. Yeah, where? Yeah, where's Method Man and where's ODB and where? And then what's the name? I didn't realize was was there. Um, what is it? Something Deck. In- Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck. That's yeah. the other one that I'm not. I wasn't as familiar with. I didn't even know that name going in. But uh, there was some. Yeah, there was some really good stuff on there. So I probably got about midway towards about midway through the through the album last night. So. Vibe Magazine and Billboard have teamed together to drop the top 50 rappers of all time. And they're dropping it, I want to say, week by week mm-hmm. from like 50 to 40, 40 to 30. So I, now I want to say they're on 30 to 20. Okay. And Method Man was 25th and Ghostface Killer was 22nd. And what's crazy, I'm entering 36 Chambers, Ghostface, he's not on that album like that. He's on it a little bit. Yeah, I've heard him a little bit. I haven't yeah, feel like I haven't been a lot. Yeah, you'll hear him on Protect Your Neck and And there's a song called Method Man, which I'm assuming yeah. is really all him, it's all right? Meth. Yeah. And yeah. that's a good song, by oh, the way. Great song. That's a really good one too. All right. So Great White getting us started today. More great music coming from Zay as the show continues. If you want to jump in on the Specs text line 337-3776. This is stretching an argument right here. Somebody says if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Their last two Super Bowl wins, to be their only two, will be won by two Texas-born quarterbacks. So technically, the Cowboys won those Super Bowls. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys for life. Yeah, that's not how that works. Let, let me just say this clearly. I'm, I am, I'm probably as qualified to answer this issue as anybody. I'm an Aggie, and I'll tell you that argument makes no sense. Yeah. They accuse my people all the time of claiming stuff that's not theirs. That would definitely be claiming something that's not yours. I respect the effort. Yeah. I respect it. Like the positivity is great. We need that in 2023. That type yeah. of positivity, yes. we need that. And that's what you do. What I tell people is that can be your feeling afterwards. Like that's how I felt once the Eagles won that Super Bowl. I did not root for them while it was happening. But once it was over, I could go, hey, you know what? Nick Foles went to Westlake. Hey, he's a Texas guy. Yeah. I've heard people say he's a decent dude. Right. I can sort of be happy for him. But that's after the game. That's not during. You don't do it ahead of time. 
I'm not going to do, but yes. If so, if it happened for the Eagles, that's maybe the way I'd look at Jalen Hurts. Uh, and I do hate how much I love him and their culture. I've talked about it all season long. I hate how they feel as a team right now. Yeah, because they just feel so put together. Yeah, I love Jalen Hurts. Oh my God, he's the perfect. Like he's just the perfect mix of cool, confident, and very professional. Yeah. You know, he's not, like, lame. Like, Peyton Manning's cool because he's funny, but he's still lame. Like, part of him being funny is because he's lame. Tom <laughs> Brady, he's lame, too. He's just cool because he's great. And Giselle made him a lot cooler than he is. But Jalen Hurts is, like, you see the chain that he had on in the pressery? Like, come yeah. on, that chain, stupid. Oh, he's slick. Yeah, he stupid. is. No, yeah, the, the face is great. He's got that great, just the right amount of calm in yeah. his face, the right amount of cool in his face. His motivational speeches are good like when he's mic'd oh, up and yeah. stuff and you hear those you're like aren't you just 25 if that yeah i believe every bit of it man that's still, and, and you know the the fact that he was i know a lot of people probably don't especially if you're a cowboys fan or whatever you never rooted for him because he was at alabama and oklahoma yeah. <laughs> and then the eagles but uh he's an impressive uh, impressive leader and we'll see if he can lead them into a super bowl uh so a lot of football obviously and we mentioned uh, according to the the niners and kyle shanahan charles amenahue will play if he's healthy enough to play with that oblique the legal stuff is not going to keep him out of the game we also have another oc that has been hired we'll get to that in the nfl but we did did need to get to some of the basketball magic from last night. Zay, Damian Lillard went crazy last night with another 60-point performance. Uh, it was highly, highly impressive. 134-124 was the eventual win over Utah. But Damian Lillard not only gets the 60, he gets it historically efficiently. He did it in a way that was really unique, even for a 60-point game. Yeah, uh, he's one of the greatest players ever. When he got put on that top 75 NBA list all time last season, a lot of people kind of scratched their heads, but I, I think it's unanimous. Now, I do think some of those guys that made that list shouldn't have made that list. And, you know, there's guys like maybe Dominique Wilkins and Vince Carter that should have been there. But Damian Lillard, he's unbelievable how efficient he was last night. I said on B&E this morning talking to Monty Time Buck, I think he's the second greatest shooter of all time. Wow. I I I just The first greatest being Mark Aguirre. <laughs> my favorite Maverick no, I, of all time. I thought it was Sean Bradley. That's Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley's uh, back into the top ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah he's around there. <laughs> Your greatest shooter of all time would be Steph. Steph. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think it's close with him, but second is uh Damian Lillard. I mean if you go down the list, I know old heads are like, hey, Larry Bird, oh, Jerry West. Yeah, cool. Larry Bird was a great shooter, absolutely. But Larry Bird, I want to say Damian Lillard's a better player than Larry Bird. Absolutely not. Larry yeah, Bird there, are, did, there aren't many that have, that have that, been, yeah. Larry Bird as a player, absolutely. But shooter, yeah, he, he was a great shooter. Just Dame, his ability to make shots off the dribble, come off screens, come off dribble handoffs, you know, catch and shoots. He does all of that as well as anybody except for Steph Curry. Hmm. That's the only person that does it better and that's done it on the highest level in the NBA Finals as one finals MVPs and stuff like that but Dame hasn't had much help he gets forgot about in uh, of Portland because they're always the late ass game and everybody's always asleep yep. especially with the big media on the east coast those guys are three hours behind so nobody really watches Dame like they should and just CJ McCollum's been his best player that he's played with his whole career CJ McCollum's good but he ain't going to uh, uh, Springfield Massachusetts anytime soon getting in the Hall of Fame I love Marcus Aldridge but they traded him way too early and him and Dame really didn't give, even get a chance to you know find themselves like that wasn't the best of Dame when LaMarcus was there before he got traded to San Antonio so I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves but I love Clay Thompson Clay Thompson can't shoot off the dribble like Dame that's a huge like for me personally that's what separates Dame from everybody else that you're thinking of like Ray Allen was a great shooter you know he was real good off the dribble during his Milwaukee slash Seattle days not like Dame he needed somebody to get him go he yeah. needed somebody to get him to he, that point he was still that guy coming off screens though 
You know, he wasn't, though, I'm going to keep the ball in my hands, shoot step back jumpers right. from half court on Paul George to send my team to the next round. He wasn't that type of dude. He was one of those catch and shoot. Yes, he had range, just Dame's ball handling ability separates yeah. him from everybody else. Like Reggie Miller, he. He didn't have no tight handle. He was that coming off screens type of player. He was clutch as hell. We all know what happened at Madison Square Garden in the mid-90s when Jordan was out the league, him pushing Greg Anthony on the ground and knocking down those two threes in a row. We remember that, and that's nostalgic. But I, Dame Lillard, great second-greatest shooter I've ever seen. Mm. Damian Lillard last night. Um so it was 29 shot attempts and 10 free throws. Only two other players, Carl Malone and James Harden, have ever reached 60 on fewer shot attempts, but both of those guys took 23 free throws. So just the efficiency of it was crazy. The other great number that I saw, now Damian Lillard has four career 60-point games. Uh, that puts him third all-time. He's tied with Jordan and Harden for with four Kobe had six, and then it's one of those stats. Wilt had 32 of those games. Yeah, Steel Mill, Coal Mining Era. Uh, you know how I feel about that. I do know it how. Count, I, I do, guess. I do know how you feel about that, Zay, but 32 to six? Don't we? Ha- I mean, you got to give him, you got to give him some level of credit for being Wilt Chamberlain, right? Let me go play. It couldn't, at, it couldn't be anybody, right? Let, let me go play at the 10U YMCA League, and that's what it would be Wilt Chamberlain versus what it was back in the 60s. That's what I mean. Everybody had the black lung, they were milkmen. Mm. People were smoking cigars and cigarettes in the locker room at halftime. No credit for Red Wilt. Red Arback was fixing the whole league. It's a shame. No credit for Wilt. When the ABA came into it, that's what I count. Okay. Jerry West is lucky. He lucky the logo. We talk about him. Elgin Baylor, those guys. Yeah, I yeah, I'll give him his credit. He did his thing. I love Wilt Chamberlain more for the fifty thousand that he got off the court. Ah. Than the buckets that he got on the court. You feel me? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh some good text rolling in on the Specs text line. Somebody bringing up Luka Doncic. Somebody says Pistol oh, wow. Pete is one of their favorite shooters. Somebody says uh they think Bird is a better shooter than Damian Lillard because he did those things back when you could hand check and play defense. Bird six ten, y'all. It's interesting. That's Bird a, was huge. It's an interesting point. Damian oh. Lillard's like six two at best, six three. Also, someone just texted randomly, Brad Davis could take Mark Aguirre. That's a whole nother discussion, I think, for a, a different day. Also, before we hit the break, this may be the best text of the day. Jalen Hurts' face looks like a mask from V for Vendetta. He kind of does. He does. He sort of does. Yeah. He's got that cool, it almost looks like it's drawn kind of face. I'll give you that one. All right, uh, 337-3776 is the Specs text line. We will get to the Steph Curry ejection. If you missed it, he was ejected for throwing his own mouthpiece. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Deja vu. Weird. We'll get into that. Also in the crap bag, I took a look. Just how unique is Jerry Jones at 80 years old and took his job in 1989? I'll tell you next on The Horn. What a monster tune this ended up being. For what exactly this is, I can't think of anything else you could compare it to. A guitar virtuoso from way back in the day at this point with a signature sound right there, Carlos Santana. Right. And then take a current lead singer from a band that's massive. Because Matchbox 20 had already hit by this point, right? They're already a big deal. So Rob Thomas's voice, people knew it. And let's throw those guys together and see if we can make a summer hit. It's crazy. This is a hit. This is such a monster back in the day. Um, okay, so Santana with Rob Thomas, and it's called... Uh, oh, hang on. It's like one word, right? Ocean. 
under the moon. It's the sweetest, sweetest. But it's not called like "Let's Forget About It." It's called "Make uh, Real." Let's forget about it. Aren't I right? Doesn't it have just one name? One yeah, word. Just one name. One word. Yeah. It's called like super supernatural. Smooth. Yeah. So, wait, it's just called Smooth? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I knew I had the S part right. Supernatural might be the album. Supernatural may be the album. I think you're right. I think you're right. Santana and Rob Thomas. Man, that just spawned a lot of ideas like this, too. Heck, they did a whole other album later on with Santana and just everybody. This song just sounds like Latin sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. I have no. This sounds amazing. I have no argument with yes. that at all. Kind of gives you that same feel as like a Shakira song yes. does. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Kind of has that thing about. Mm, it sounds like there are things about sex I don't know. Yeah. And that I'm probably not qualified to do. Yeah. But they are. Go ahead. Yeah. Santana. His life in the '70s. Come on. Ooh. Yeah. There's. Ooh. My goodness. Yeah. Speaking Spanish and stuff. I believe if we go back and look at the full rundown, I think Santana played Woodstock. I mean, I think there it goes back that far. I think I'm right it's on crazy that. Crazy how he I did he like resurrect his career in the nineties? Because he has multiple nineties hits. Yeah, right. No, that and that song and that era is part of what it kind of came back and it wasn't just like, hey, Santana put out an album and it was just sort of mid-level. Like that right there, it took it to this whole other thing. <laughs> oh, like, another level, it's like, man. what do you mean, Santana? But it's also because when you heard that guitar, you, you felt it. There's certain guys that play a guitar and you know it's him. In fact, today's Eddie Van Halen's birthday. Eddie was that way. Rest in peace. Would have been 68 years old today. He was that way. Santana was that way. I would argue Slash is that way. There's a lot of guitar players. You just hear it, and you hear that tone, and you go, oh, 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 that's him. That's him right there. Uh, so shout out to Santana and Rob Thomas as we roll through a Thursday. All right, let's get into the crap bag. I looked up some Jerry stuff that might make you sad as a Cowboys fan, but hey, we got to get to the truth if we're ever going to get to the solution. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Sometimes nobody's done the work, or at least you haven't found it, so you got to go do it yourself. I'd never seen a full list of GMs in the NFL, how old is everybody, when did they take the job, to do like a comparison with Jerry, because I just it hits me every once in a while. Dude is 80. He's 80 years old. And they're like, and he's had the job since 1989. Technically, uh, I would love to believe that obviously Jimmy Johnson and I do believe that Jimmy Johnson was, you know, doing some GM stuff at the beginning. But Jerry's obviously been the GM for a long, long time. So I looked at the full list and it is about what you think you'd find. Um, there's a lot, but, but even more so, it is a newer list of people than I would have expected overall. So here's ultimately what I found. Other than Jerry Jones, the other 31 guys average 50 years old. 50. Wow. 34 years, obviously, you know, younger than Jerry. So let's get to, there are a couple of outliers. There are only four GMs in the entire NFL that are 60 or older. And they are Mickey Loomis in New Orleans, 67 years old. He took over in 02. Mickey's done a decent job, one Super Bowl victory. They should have gone to at least one more. Some would argue uh, maybe more, but that it is what it is. Uh, that's Mickey. The 70-year-old is Bill Belichick. There's been there may be somebody else on the, you know, the tote board, but Bill has effectively been their GM since 2000, 70 years old and he's Bill Belichick. I don't want to explain to you why he, you know, why he is good at his job. Uh, the other guy, you got Jerry at 80 and you've got Mike Brown at 87. The owner and GM of the Bengals. He's the only other guy in the league that does what Jerry does. Owner and GM. So that's how unique Jerry is in that regard. Mike Brown took over two years after Jerry, technically, as a GM. But here comes the real unique part, Zay. This is what I want Cowboy fans to focus in on. Only Jerry Jones can say that he became a GM in the NFL a day after he was nowhere close to being a GM in the NFL, meaning he hadn't trained for it. He didn't have any formal experience. Bill Belichick did. Bill Belichick had been a coach, a scout, 
looking at players. That clearly gives you player personnel experience. Mickey Loomis and these guys had worked their way up. Even Mike Brown had been an assistant GM since the late 60s in Cincinnati. And you can say whatever you want about Mike Brown. I'd, I would not want that direct comparison, Cowboys fans, because there's some weird stuff with Mike Brown. The time he was cheap through the years, bad scouting departments, didn't give the dudes enough towels. There was a lot of bad, weird stuff. Don't make that your model. Don't say, well, Mike Brown's got the Bengals and they're about to go. No, 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 no. Because they also have a, a pretty damn good coach and a badass quarterback, and I don't think the Cowboys have either one of those right now. Certainly don't have a, a young coach that's showing what Zach Taylor did. So... I don't know if I'd go immediately to that Mike Brown comparison. But you look at all the rest of these guys, guys throughout the league that are 45 years old, 42 years old, 37 years old, 44 years old, just to pick some random ones, they've all had experience. Zay, they've all had experience in player personnel, working their way through systems, college systems, pro systems, director of player personnel, assistant director of player personnel, working their way up to it. Jerry was a businessman that bought the team, and then he was the GM. Uh, what do y'all call it when you get to pick players? Jerry, that's called the GM. Yeah, I want to be the gum. I'm the gum as of tomorrow. That's the plan. Now, ultimately, Jimmy was a big part of that. But Jerry ultimately wanted all that credit. Remember, 93 is when free agency changed the NFL. And I can argue Jerry never fully understood what that was all about. Eventually he gets rid of Jimmy because his ego told him anybody could coach the team. Was Reggie White that first big free agent? Mm-hmm. It was that that era. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. So, And that's when everything changed. And I'm not saying Jimmy Johnson would have been perfect through that period, but I would argue he was kind of Belichick before Belichick if Jerry had let it happen. But he didn't. So now Jerry's been that GM for all this time. 30 Four years. Folks, there's nobody really close other than Mike Brown. Outside of those four guys I mentioned, Brown, Belichick, Jerry, and Mickey Loomis, every GM in the NFL, every one of them, started their job in 2010 or later. Now think about that. I'm just going through the random list here. 2017, 2017, 2019, uh, 2020, 2021, 2019, 2016, 2014. 2018, this is a new GM kind of league right now. So, yes, Jerry is super unique in what he is. But I'll argue he is he's negatively unique in that one way. He is an 80-year-old man that became a GM in 1989 having no training to do it. Yeah, and thank goodness, like Cowboys fans, I don't think they give Stephen Jones enough credit for take, talking them off ledges. Yeah. For like draft picks and different guys, like one in Johnny Menzel and cats like that, and just having to be like, yo, Pops, yeah. no, we can't do it. And then Jerry, right. since it's his seed, I guess saying, okay, I'll listen to you, but I won't listen to anybody else. But you're right, it's just... That's been the biggest issue, and the pride that he takes in those three Super Bowl rings in the early 90s, it's a different game. Like you said, with free agency that happened in 93, Mm -hmm. so much has changed, and Jerry has struggled with adapting. So, again, like thank goodness Stephen Jones has been there to help, but and I kind of feel like at this point it's just like the aura or just the, you know, bad luck with him just being at the helm of owner and GM. Right. It's like they just won't, the football gods won't let it happen. And then if you're a Cowboys fan, in a way, you could tell me you hope it turns into the Mike Brown situation, but is that really what you want? Because is Stephen Jones your Mike Brown? Stephen Jones is 58 years old right now, and at least he's getting the experience. He's the assistant personnel guy or whatever his official position is, right? Assistant VP of player personnel and whatever. So just like Mike Brown, he's learning the business right now. And I'm assuming he wouldn't be super cheap if he became GM. He wouldn't take that route. But at some point, everybody thinks Jerry's just going to hand it to Steven. So is Steven just going to do what Mike Brown did and kind of keep it a family business and go that way? Because if you watch the full layout of Mike Brown, I don't know that I would make that argument. In fact, in fact, the GM for the Bills, did you see this story, was just asked about the Bengals' success. And he oh, said, I and he said, I wouldn't want to suck bad enough for that long to get Jamar Chase. I'd like to have him. He's a big talent. 
But they had to suck for a long time to get that. They got Joe Burrow with the number one pick. Like it, it, right. It's not normal to go to the Super Bowl in the number one pick as your quarterback second year. Because most of the time that means there's more going wrong with your organization and right. your team if you do have the number one pick and you have to take a quarterback. So Joe Burrow, he's surpassed the normal steps that quarterbacks have to take. That's why you should be very happy that you got him for the next 15 years. And what he talked about earlier in the presser a couple of weeks ago, uh, as long as I'm quarterback, we're always going to have a chance again to the Super Bowl. Right. He's damn right. He's yeah. absolutely right because he's shown us. And maybe he probably would have took him to Super Bowl's first year if they didn't tear his leg off. They might have. Yeah, but you're right. then they got Jamar Chase in that fifth pick, which that's his boy from LSU, so they already had a chemistry. And that was a big part of why Joe Burrow won the Heisman in that year that he had with Ed Orgeron. So, yeah, I you don't look at Mike Brown as the standard. Mike Brown has gotten lucky, and like yeah. you said, he's done some real shady, sketchy things in the past. Yeah, it's been it's a little weird there. So I don't know what to tell you, Cowboys fans, other than those are the numbers. That's the truth of the matter right now. I still, I'll still ask: Is anybody ready to take Grandpa's keys? But you can't do it. I don't know if Stephen can do it. I don't know who can do it. Jerry is eighty years old, and if you really want to look at the problem or look at how to change it, he has not changed his GM technically in thirty-four years. I mean, it's it's crazy. To Jerry's defense, yesterday at Spanish Oaks, Chad. There were some OGs up in there. They were sharp. Them boys were sharp. Yeah. Some doctors, lawyers, guys fine. retired OGs like Jerry. Them boys were sharp. So it can be done. It can, look, and yeah, that, I'm glad you said that. I'm not saying the age is the only reason. Yes. I'm saying you put it all together. But also, are we paying attention to Jerry at 80? I keep bringing it up. He's 80. Listen to the man talk. Listen to him try to put sentences together. Is he entertaining? Does he make you laugh? Okay, sure, fine. But again, he drinks Johnny Walker Blue enough that a play-by-play guy mentioned it on a national broadcast. That's amazing. It's that much. He's partied that much over the years, drank that much. And again, listen to him try to put sentences together. I'll listen to Hubie Brown all day today talk basketball because he still puts sentences together. Jerry is not doing that anymore. He is 80. He sounds every bit of 80. My parents are about to turn 77, and we notice things about our parents. I know Steven's noticing it, but he can't do anything about it. He can't do nothing about it. He can't do a thing. Jerry. Steven, as Good as he's been, as just talking pops off the ledge, he still ain't got no backbone. And Jerry has already told us he likes his coach, he likes his quarterback, we know he likes his GM, and he loves his running back. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, Big Mike, no pushback there. Nope. That's why he's not going to – Sean Payton ain't even a thought. Zero pushback with Big Mike. Big Mike, yes, sir, no, sir, okay. That's Big Mike. Yep, You're letting an 80-year-old man run your NFL franchise in 2023, and I'm not sure what else you're supposed to do. Other than just, I guess, you got to start telling them to start losing significantly (laughs) so you can get a Joe Burrow. Because that's what you did with the Troy Aikman, right? You were losing significantly enough. You had the first pick. You ended up with Aikman, and you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and you rolled, and you got some other talent, and it worked. Did and Aikman it, win in year two? And there were three Super Bowls. No, they were, I mean, not a Super Bowl. It was not year, Super Bowl. It was year, year four for him. It was year four? Okay. 89, 90, 91, 92. So, yeah, like year three or four is when okay. they won the first Super Bowl. Okay. Um, first year was the one in 15 year. Right, and, right, right, you know, right. Started, started to go up from there. All right, there you go. Crap bag every day about 12 4 45. There's the Jerry truth for you, as sad as it is. Up next, Jeff Howe of Horns247.com. We'll get his thoughts on some Longhorn stuff, Cowboy stuff, and more. Stay with us. It's the Horn.